What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Aris. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. I'm going to start this episode off just by starting off with a congratulations on second place in the Rossville three-on-three tournament. You know, was uh, not really unexpected there. You know, I thought you guys could make a deep run and everything. So it was good to see, of course. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, me and my boys, Nathan and Kim, and we did what we had yeah. to do. You know, we're shooters. We shot the ball and that kept us in games. You know, the team that ended up winning the whole thing was the only team that beat us. They beat us twice, 20 to 17 and 21 to 19. So, like, we were right there to win. So, maybe next time. They have another one next month. So, I think we can run it back. We're going for the first place, though, you know. Yeah. No, that was, that was a solid team you had there. And the team you lost to is very solid. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they to bring, it, bring it up. Demon. <laughs> yeah. Six, six. He was dunking like crazy. Nothing you do about that. He was jumping out the gym. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. To, to let the audience know, he, he, Jonathan should have had a three-point crowd too, but man sold that. I sold. You know, I like to think of myself as a clutch shooter, and I think that does hold true in games. But in the three-point contest, you know, I fumbled the bag to, you know, give context here on what was happening. In the three-point contest, I made it to the championship round and, you know, shot to B. Cross. He was one of the other people, and then my boy Nathan – uh, Nathan started off with the leading score and on the last rack, I needed four points to tie him to go to a shootout. And I made my first shot, missed my next two, made my fourth one. And I had the money ball left with two points I needed to tie. And man, I sold, I missed it. I looked at him in the crowd. I paused. I, I don't think that was a mistake. Cause that was kind of like almost like a cocky, like Larry bird type, like I'm a, you know, whatever. But yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I missed that shot. Um, you know, I don't want to make excuses here, but I will say there were three different types of basketballs, including the money ball being a playground outside basketball. So, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, that's why I missed. But like, it wasn't ideal shooting conditions. Yeah. Like, give no, me, those balls give me five tough. Wilson evolutions and I'm I'm wet. So that's all I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah, no, th- those balls were tough out there. So it, we're, we're playing with Spalding. So, you know, it just was the ball situation was not good throughout the tournament, but. Facts. And we're not talking like NBA Spaldings. We're talking like, I don't know, probably like $20 at Walmart Spaldings. So they're all right, but they're not, they're no Wilson Evolutions. Like I'm a basketball purist in that sense. Like give me a Wilson Evolution all day. Like that's the best basketball there is. Definitely. Uh, if you play basketball, you know, you know, there's no cap in that statement there. The real ones now. But I think, you know, last week we gave our predictions for the Grammys. So I think it's only right that we, you know, react to the predict or the outcomes of the Grammys. And then I think this episode, we're going to get into the ranking of the last 10 rap album of the year winners from the Grammys. So let's get started here with that reaction from the Grammys last week. Start off here. Album of the year was won by the album. We are by John Batiste. what do you think about this? I, you know, personally, I didn't really know much about John Batiste before this. I'd heard the name. Hadn't heard much of the music. Freedom, they played many times, I feel like, throughout the show, and it sounded very familiar, so I'm pretty sure I've heard that song. But other than that, haven't heard much John Batiste. How about you? Yeah, same thing. You know, outside of Freedom, there's, I think that's really the only track I've ever heard from him, but it was a pretty surprising pick. You know, usually they give it to the big names. I'm not saying he's not a big name. It's just, you know, not, not your everyday household name. So I was pretty surprised at that pick. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, exactly. I kind of related this to like when Casey Musgraves won, like, I feel like she wasn't super popular in the mainstream yet. I feel like now she is because she won the Grammy. So maybe same thing will be coming for John Batiste. Like, 
but I love that Casey Musgraves album. If you go back to one of our first episodes, I said that's my favorite non-rap album of all time. Stand by that statement. Love that album. Haven't given the full John Batiste album a listen yet. Might have to do that. Definitely. It sounds like something we both got to knock out here. So I guess so. Moving on here, the next category, it was Song of the Year and Record of the Year, both won by Leave the Door Open, Silk Sonic. Those boys are geeking up there. Yeah, they definitely did deserve it. The more I thought about it, I was like, uh, that's not my pick that I think is going to win, but they deserve it. They deserve at least one of those. And, you know, once I got up there, they were geeking, man. They were were having a good night. They are just two of the coolest dudes in music right now. The way they vibe, the way they got up on that stage was just, you know, so charismatic. You'd love to see it. Happy for him. Very happy for Anderson Pack. You know, a couple years ago, he tied for rap song of the year or rap record of the year with, I forget who, I think it might've been like a God's plan. Like it was like, he got it with bubbling though. Anderson Pack did. And I was pretty surprised because I didn't know like what level he was at in, you know, how much acclaim his music was getting. So I was very happy for him. And now seeing him and Bruno win all these awards, you know, I love to see it. So I'm very excited to see, you know, what that next solo Anderson project will do. You know, I think it could put up numbers, take him solo into the mainstream, which would be great because he's one of the most talented artists out there. And I love that. Definitely. And it's one of those things with Silk Sonic, you know, where they're, they seem like that this is going to be something they're going to do more often. Like we may get another project. So what do you, I, I you think hope about so. That? I hope so. Yeah, that, I feel like that's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there's so much closer than like the, um, you know, like the Travis Scott's and Quavos who have done club albums together, other artists like that. Um, you know, they kind of go together, you know, I don't know if it's just the Fortnite skins together and then they just looked right at the Grammys together, but I would definitely would be open to another Silk Sonic project. No, me too. I mean, last project was very short honestly like i was expecting a little bit longer of a project a little bit you know a couple more songs but i feel like they gotta have some more in the stash like we could get that project the next year like they have to be you know they have to have some more in the stash so we'll see definitely i'd be very excited to see if they do put another project out but moving on here you called this one i called this one best new artist olivia rodrigo not much of a surprise and you know what? You did say Olivia was going to go home with three Grammys. They weren't the three that you chose, but she did go home with three Grammys. So props hey. to you for that prediction. What can I say? You know, Eli, you love to see it. Wish my boy, baby Keem would have won that one, obviously. But hey, Keem went home with best rap performance. So now we're in the rap categories. I think this was, you know, very deserved. Keem very killed deserving. it. Kendrick killed it. So, you know, shot to them. Next Definitely. one. Best rap song jail by kanye featuring jay-z were you kind of surprised by this i was i was a little bit my pick uh i was gonna go with my life by j cole i think i went with it or i can't remember which i think i got the, those mixed up there but um that was not not my pick for it um good song and everything of course i just unexpected like you said what are your thoughts yeah, I mean, I do enjoy the song a lot. Like, it was so great to have that reunion of Kanye and Jay-Z on track. It's been a while since we've had that. But I was pretty surprised. Like, I do think it's a great song, but I thought there were better options in this category. But, you know, I'm pretty happy for them overall. And it was pretty cool that this, in fact, does tie them for 24 Grammy wins all time. So I thought that was pretty cool what they did together. So they're, you know, moving up the ranks together. Definitely. Yeah, he got his Grammy, of course. So he got a couple of them. Facts. That's a little foreshadowing because the next one we're talking about here is best melodic rap performance, Hurricane with Kanye, The Weeknd, and Lil Baby. Not my pick. Pretty good song, though. Can't, you know. Can't yeah, 
I don't think I picked this during the episode, but I went back and listened to it. I was like, God, the weekend fucking killed it on this, you know, um, great melody with that throughout the whole song, honestly. And not my pick, like you said, but still a great song deserving of the Grammy. Yeah. This was one thing I like meant to say last episode, but I didn't. And I was kind of thinking about, I think they did a pretty good job of having strong nominations this year. Like I feel like in some years, they kind of have like a couple odd ones. You're like, you know, why is that nominated? Like that doesn't belong here. Or they're just like super popular, but not really that good. I felt like this year there was pretty strong nominations. Like I was like, you know, I'd be happy if that one, I'd be fine with that. Like there wasn't one where I'd be like, I don't want that to win. Like I was, you know, pretty, I'd be content with everything. Yeah, I'm pretty content with all the winners. So definitely. But for good. rap album of the year, you know, I feel like if anything else won, you were going to be pretty upset. I It would have been very unexpected to me if anything else other than Call Me If You Get Lost won Rap Album of the Year. I think you're right on that. I mean, this was the big standout for me, obviously. You know, I kind of, I would have been happy for J. Cole. It's pretty crazy. I mean, J. Cole only has one Grammy. Doesn't that just seem like a lie? It does. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't seem right. Maybe, maybe this next project he's dropping this year will, will get a Rap Album of the Year. And I mean, it's not, it's obviously not all about Grammys, but it's just like, I don't know. Like that's just something that people look at to measure a career and J Cole, his career to me has been larger than one Grammy. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, not no, even his own. It's off a lot with 21. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like when's J Cole's solo Grammy to come in? Like who knows? Well, and that was my thing, you know, with my J Cole hot take last week is like every time J Cole's had a big project, you know, um, when he had a uh, four year eyes only arguably his best project, he was dropping in the same year that Kanye had the life of Pablo and then Kendrick dropped um damn right at the beginning of 2017 there so I mean it's kind of like you know he's always been um just like in between just such great albums and such you know great everything you know he's right up there contending with them but I mean it's not where it's a thing where you can argue where the other people are bigger than him at the time yeah like I don't think he's you know the biggest rapper out like he's definitely up there but yeah I, I just think he should have a little bit more recognition awards wise than he gets definitely maybe maybe you'll have a nice back half of his career here we'll we'll see what happens i hope so but that leads us into today's topic you know we did our recap of the grammys now we want to get into our ranking of the last 10 winners of best rap album at the grammys so just to refresh your memory let's go through here running from 2013 to 2022 and 2013 the winner was drake with take care 2014, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis with The Heist. 2015, Eminem with the Marshall Mathers LP2. 2016, Kendrick Lamar with The Pimp a Butterfly. 2017, Chance the Rapper with Coloring Book. 2018, Kendrick Lamar with Damn. 2019, Cardi B with Invasion of Privacy. 2020, Tyler Crater with Igor. 2021, Nas with King's Disease. And 2022, of course, with Tyler Crater. Call me if you get lost. Let's get started here. We're going to go from 10 to one, obviously. I'm going to say, he's going to say his 10. I'll say my 10. We'll talk about it. Then we'll just keep going. So start us off here. What was your number 10 choice? Number 10 here for me, I had Invasion of Privacy. Um, you know, a lot of respect to Cardi B. It's a good project. You know, she's competing with some top dogs. But my only bone to pick with this is that was Trav's uh, Grammy to lose for that. Yeah, that's... You know, that is something I almost said for this episode, we should do album that got snubbed the most for the yeah, last 10 years. I like, like that. You know, I thought that would have been good too, but 
you know, I didn't want to be a hater too much. I was like, okay, let's just focus on the good. I mean, although, you know, putting something at 10 is kind of being a hater, but it's obviously a award winner. I mean, you got to rank them somewhere. Exactly. Anyway, you know, I'm not mad at that. I feel like to me, there's like sections almost like the bottom three here, not to, you know, give much away, but the bottom three go together for me. And then I'm way more of a fan of the next seven. Um, You're going to hate one of my picks. I already, I know it's coming, but. I know, I know what it is. I already know what it is. (laughs) Anyway. At number 10, I actually went with the heist by Macklemore. I feel like, you know, for your same reasoning that it beat out, that Cardi beat out Travis. I mean, this beat out everybody. So if you're going to use that logic, Macklemore should be 10 because he beat yeah, out no. Kendrick. No, that, that, that wasn't my logic Kanye, there. That Andrew. was just going off what I would listen to, you know. Um, I'm not Next. saying Macklemore. Yeah. I'm not saying he had a, the worst album of the year, of course, but he was competing with some legends there. Yeah, this is like, I mean, I hate to say it, but like the least deserved Grammy in this bunch, I would say. Obviously, he was doing numbers like with Thrift Shop and songs like that. Can't Hold Us, you know, I feel like that song is kind of still played. That one has, you know, held up better than Thrift Shop, I would say definitely. Um, but I got to give a, shout, a special shout out to the song Wings off of this Macklemore album. I used to love this song in like ninth grade, I think is when this came out. I was in high school, just, you know, listening to this on the way to school, on the way to wherever. Loved it. My boy, Nate Allison, he actually had a story. I don't know where he heard this. Like he said that the kids that survived the Sandy Hook school shooting are the ones that sing the chorus of the song Wings by Macklemore. And that was one of those things, like when you're a kid, I feel like sometimes you just believe everything. And that's maybe what happened to him. But our friends, we were like, Nate, like, no way. Like, you were, no way. Like, that is the biggest cap I've ever heard. That is definitely not true. Like, (laughs) it's just not true. Um, And it's obviously not true. We fact-checked it. Not true. Um, But, yeah, I did love that song, so. And obviously that story, every time I hear it, I think of that story. Yeah, uh, it's so crazy to think about, like, the age difference between the two of us. Because, like, this album makes me think of fucking fifth grade where you're in high school. (laughs) that is crazy like yeah i remember having a thrift shop on on my fucking ipod like that's crazy like i don't know now especially we seem way more close in age but even like i don't know like we didn't seem that far apart in age like when this was like actually happening yeah but now it's like oh my god like we were but now it's like oh we're close again so i don't know it is crazy though moving on to the ninth selection here for me um i had the marshall mathers lp um, two, of course. It's my least favorite Grammy-winning rap album of the year from Eminem. Um, it's not a it's not a bad album by any means. I just feel like there's not very many very memorable tracks off of it. I don't ever go back and listen to this album if I'm going to go through Eminem's discography. I also have Marshall Mathers LP two at number nine. To me, I don't know. Like it's just an okay Eminem album. Like there's nothing I go back to at all on there. Honestly, there were some good hits on it. Like during that time but i feel like nothing's really like held up that well like nobody's really bumping anything off that album anymore so that's why i had to put it at that spot but i do have one trivia question related to this winner eminem has six rap album of the year grammys kanye has four and three artists are tied with two wins for rap album of the year can you name the three Oh, fuck. I'm going to say Jay-Z. No. No? Okay. Um, 
He was what I was thinking though. I thought Jay Z would. He only has one actually, so that's pretty crazy. I want to. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Nas won. I think. Nope. Yeah, I was gonna say Illmatic, but that was before they they did wrap up in the year. Um. Tupac. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I it's. I'm having a blank here. You know, I'll say two it's of them not should Drake, be very right? easy. No, two of them should be very easy because they're in the last 10 years. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, Tyler Creator, obviously. Tyler. And then, oh, Kendrick. Yeah, I'm yep. looking at my fucking list here. <laughs> I, I knew it wasn't direct. I was like, ah, I'm going back too far. But. And then the third one is Outcast. You know, yeah. so pretty good name. See, so I was going way back. Yeah, trying to get that one first before yeah. <laughs> It's kind of surprising though. Like that's a really big company for Tyler to be a part of already so early in his career. Like I feel, I feel like that's setting him up pretty well for the you know second half of his career. Like you're talking about with Jay or uh, J Cole, but I was very surprised. Jay Z was one person that I was like, oh, like I had to fact check. That. I was like, he doesn't have two, Jay Z. So that was pretty surprising to me. But you know, had to see if you, if you could figure that one out. So you know, anyway, let's move on to the next one here. What did you have at your number eight spot? For my number eight spot, you know, this isn't a bad album by any means. I just don't listen to it too much. I have King's Disease by Nas here. Uh, this is a, you know, a solid enough project for being in the latter half of his career. A very great project. Um, you know, it's like, what, fucking 25 years away from Illmatic. Um, not a bad one. It's just, I kind of did this a little bit off personal preference. And I just don't listen to the album too much. There is one that is climbing your ranks here that <laughs> shocks me. Um at number eight, I went Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. You know, this is one that I think has held up pretty well. Cardi B put up hits. I'm maybe not personally listening to it too much, but I'm not really listening to the either of the other two. So I think, it, you know, I'm content with it at my number eight spot. Like, it's it's solid to me. Like you said, it kind of snubbed some, you know, great albums, I thought. Daytona especially. Like, I would have loved Push to get a Grammy. Um, but, yeah, pretty good album. Has the hits. Let's move on here to your number yeah. seven. If it's not what I hope it is, I might. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm getting it. Off, I'm getting it off here. So, okay. number seven, I have the highest by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. My argument, for, you know, at the time, it did beat out some great albums. Maybe not deserving of winning the Grammy that year, but I mean, it's got Thrift Shop, Can't Hold Us, like you said, Wings. I mean, it's still, you know, banging. Last night I was at a party, I was listening to Thrift Shop, like. I feel like that one has uh, tracks that are more prevalent in pretty much everyone's. Um, well, what's the listening? I guess. Man, I don't know. That's <laughs> that's tough. I could not tell you any party I've ever been at that they're playing Thrift Shop by Macklemore. I mean, I think that says a lot about the party you were at last night. No offense. It was um, a good. T- it was a hit, though. I mean. Mm, yeah. I'll I mean, I know. I know you're not the, on that one. Yeah, I know you're not the best on Ox. You know. <laughs> boy stop (laughs) all right whatever yeah you got me on that one i'm not even gonna clap back on that one because you have the right until i beat you in an ox battle oh yeah i gotta say whatever you want i don't bring it up too much you know over the episodes or personally even but you know when i get i gotta get those shots in every once in a while man you threw a straight at me on instagram dms this week so i'm not even ready for that one you just you're sorry you're throwing them but i'll let you do it until i beat you so Anyway, we gotta have I'm another. Just trying one to motivate soon. you. I know we gotta have another one soon. You know, shout out to the Mamba, shout out to Kobe Bean. Kobe would take a 
take that personally like mj would you know i got chip on my shoulder yeah maybe i'm poking the bear here i'm in the <laughs> lab with these ox battles i'm thinking for the next one it's gonna be a clean sweep that's all i'm saying i'm gonna be like silk sonic at the grammys okay we'll see what happens but that leads me into my number seven i went with king's disease by nas here pretty good album just not necessarily the one i'm bumping the most very strong album like you said later in his career he's been very good for so long so it's great to see you know him finally get some grammy love good project good features there's a song in there with anderson pack i love you know keep going back to silk sonic but love that song i kind of was going through this album again today or yesterday when i was like you know doing my ranking and i was like i do enjoy that song so gotta add it in my playlist for the month and you know, excited to have that one back in the rotation. But there's some other good songs on there. It's kind of cool to see Nas work with some of the more up-and-coming artists like Fabio Foreign in 20, you know, 19 or 2020, whichever year it came out. Pretty cool. So, and Don Tolliver, he's on there. So I enjoyed seeing the collabs between somebody that's such a veteran in the game like Nas with these up-and-comers. Definitely. And it's so crazy to think about. He was in the game before Jay, before Kanye. Like, he is, he is one of the oldest rappers in the game, and he's still killing it. Yeah, it's you know, should be the framework for any up and coming rapper. Like that's the longevity you want to have. So got to admire that. All right. Moving on to my number six choice here. I don't know how you, how you're going to feel about this. I have a, I think a solid enough reason for it, but I have Igor at number six here. Um, Oh oh, yeah. See, I got a reaction on him. If you're watching on YouTube. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, I just, my thing is it's a great project and everything. It's just, you know, I don't really consider it too much of a rap album. It's my thing with it. That's why I have some of these other albums ahead of it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'll give you that. That is definitely fair. I thought you were going to drop another one low here, which I think I have one lower than you'll think. Um, So I thought we'd be on the same on that. But Igor, you know, obviously I don't have it this low. Um, And I agree, it's not a rap album, but I'm going with what the Grammys classified it as. And I'm taking these albums for what they are, according to the Grammys. And... You know, you'll see where it belongs on my list. But I love this album. Like, I'll get more into it when I place it somewhere. But I understand why you put it where you did. Okay, yeah. See, I'm, I'm glad I could walk you off that ledge. You know, you were, you had, a, you had a reaction to that. <laughs> All right, moving on to my number six spot. I have Damn by Kendrick Lamar. You know, this is a good project. All these projects are good. Like, there's a reason they're rap album of the year winners. But to me, it's not Kendrick's best project, not his second best project. But in that same vein, it would be many artists' best project. It's a great album. I enjoy it a lot, but I just enjoy some of these others a little bit more. And the other ones are a little bit more my rotation or have a little bit more spot in my heart, a little bit bigger, you know what I mean? So it's a great album. I enjoy it. But it's, you know, six is not a bad spot. Yeah, no, that's... The point I'm going to make is one through six was a lot harder than seven through 10. Like this is where, you know, we're getting very, very thin margins on these and it's like, it's very tough choices. So, you know, I think one through six is a lot more, you know, it's a tighter race. Like I said, so. Absolutely. That's what I was saying. I was like, I feel like there's like a, there's segments to this and yeah, that's what I was getting at. Like the bottom couple to me are like, eh, like they're not in my rotation very much good projects not my rotation and then these are like some of my all-time favorites tough to rank them all right moving on to my fifth choice here 
Um, you know, we were pretty close on this one. We haven't had too many picks that have uh, been too close in here in a few, few picks. So I had damn here. Um, you know, not my favorite Kendrick project, of course. Um, but I mean, nonetheless, it was a huge project. It furthered the success from Pimp a Butterfly and uh, Good Kid Mad City. That three album run for him was insane. Um, from Good Kid Mad City, Pimp a Butterfly to Damn. That's got to be right up there with the Graduation Trilogy and Drake's 2011 to 2015 run for me. What are your thoughts on that? I definitely agree. I think it's, you know, one of the best three album runs there's ever been. Um, what about Untitled and Mastered? I, I don't include that either, but got to give some love to Untitled and Mastered. Like that. Yeah, no, I would. Throwaways, and it's mm-hmm. still some of the yeah. best songs of his career, debatably. Some of the best songs of the year they dropped like i love those songs still he's one of the few artists you know where the throwaway tracks are still still can come into something like that so facts just gotta appreciate those i love those songs but i like that you know a little bit higher than where i had it just barely but that leads me to my number five choice this might surprise you at number five i have coloring book by chance the rapper that's very surprising for me that i would have coloring book higher than you would yeah you know it's really close between my uh five and four here like i think the top three are like set for me just as about the order like the segments like i said Mm -hmm. like it was seven eight nine and ten are one segment and then four five and six are one segment and the top three are different segment and they're all pretty close within their segments um but yeah coloring book to me obviously it's a very great project i love it um you know i people say like albums change their life or you know people say kid cuddy saved their life you know this album changed my life like without this album like i don't know who i am so i gotta show some love for it but i just don't find myself going back to it um and there's recency bias with some of these ones up top which you know hate to say it but that's obviously something that's going to play a factor but yeah had to go had to go with chance at five love the project though moving on to my number four choice here we have Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler. Um, continued his impressive discography he has. Um, I love the marketing for the marketing for this album. It was perfect. You know, coming from a marketing major, I loved all the stuff, you know, Bleacher Reporter, all these other sites were doing with the little license and everything. Um, I mean, it was just overall a great project, you know, rap album of the year from this year. Uh, a track that stood out though, the the track with a young boy on it. I, I love that. I would never put those two together like on a song but they killed it together you know i also have confiscate lost in number four so that we're back in unison here great project so i'm glad we can both talk about it at once here i mean to me the big soundtrack is sweet i thought you wanted to dance like i love that song i love brent fanny hughes kills it that's such a great track it's one of those songs that's super long enjoy it every second of it so that's one of my favorites but the you know you're talking about the feature with young boy the one that got me was the 42 Doug feature on Lemonhead. Like that song goes so hard. 42 Doug, like I'm not really bumping him on, you know, his own, but with Tyler, he was crazy. He's like, I loved it. I love 42 Doug. That's, that's one of my, do. like, yeah, that's like one of my, uh, I don't really listen to like too much. Uh, I'd say quote unquote gangster rap, but that's one of my, my guys when it comes to that. Respect. I, maybe need to give some more of his songs a lesson like i've never really like been super into him but i love that feature you know so got some respect for him so maybe i should give him a, definitely a little bit longer of a listen 
Moving on to my number three choice here. This is just very fitting to have this album at number three. We have Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. Um, I feel like this really set the bar for Chance the Rapper. And, you know, even though he's kind of drawn under that bar since um, just had such a great feature list, you know, like at the time for me, you know, I was just what if, what, when did that come out? 2016, right? Yeah. I was a freshman in high school, you know, I didn't, didn't really bang it too much at the time, but you know, over time, it's definitely crept up in my discography and I've got listened to a lot more tracks over time. So maybe a little bit of recency bias for me here, but that is my number three. I respect that. Obviously, you know, I got love for it. Put it down a little bit lower on my list, but can definitely not knock you for putting where you did. I love this project. We talked about like the age difference. Like it's so crazy for you to be like, yeah, that was when I was a freshman in high school. Cause like it came out when I was graduating, like the week I graduated high school. And then I feel like it was just like every, what everybody was bumping, like my freshman year of college. So like, it's so crazy. Like my freshman year of college versus your freshman year of high school. Like that's our memories to it. So it's like, yeah, they didn't have like, crazy. yeah, they didn't have like Spotify raps and everything, but obviously, you know, you're a freshman in high school, your music taste is not going to be at its peak. Come on. was pretty rough at the time. So fair enough. But yeah, I feel like no problem was just like the anthem to every college party for a minute there. Broccoli, closer by the chain smokers, sadly, and no problem. Like that was in rotation to every party. And, you know, obviously I loved it. And I feel like everybody, at least in my friend group, and then, you know, kind of maybe even a little bit excited. They were like, oh, he's like the chance guy. I was probably wearing merch like four days a week. <laughs> so like every time it came on, they're like, yo, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. You don't want zero problems, big fella. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, you know, it was a good time. I, I got love for it. But my number three choice was actually Take Care by Drake. I think that's also a very big album in my life. Like, I feel like the two artists that people like associate me as a fan of, when I was younger, it was definitely Drake. Like people were like, oh, he's a Drake fan. Like everybody knew I was on the Drake wave like early, like fifth grade, I was bumping Drake. And then they're like, oh yeah. And then even like in high school, he was like one of my favorites. Um, and then it was Chance. So I, I kind of like to both have those at the three spot, like get to talk about both those back together. I love it. But take care to me. Obviously, you know, we talked about take care a little bit in our favorite Drake song from every album episode. But man, Take Care is just special. Like, it's kind of crazy that Drake hasn't won more rap album, but the Grammys, like, you know, I thought nothing was the same would have a chance, but obviously, you know, Macklemore kind of snubbed him. And, you know, some of these later projects haven't been, you know, up to that quality for me. You know, they all get nominated, of course, basically because Drake is, you know, Drake. But I think Take Care is the one that has deserved it the most to win. So I'm glad it did. Love the project. And yeah, it's my number three for this definitely. ranking. Yeah, definitely a great project there. You know, I feel like we're getting into some tough choices here, having to make some sacrifices. So moving into my number two, though, we have To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. I feel like at the time, this was just like such a unique sound from Kendrick. You know, he's bringing in all these different sounds, you know, jazz or soul or funk even. And it was something that I wasn't expecting, you know, coming off of Good Kid Mad City. and I mean, I was pretty young when this came out, but I still remember bumping it. All Rights, one of my favorite songs ever. Overall, you know, just a, the critical acclaim this album gets is definitely worth it. Absolutely. I, I mean, obviously I knew which two albums you were down to here. 
So I was kind of wondering what order you're going to go in. I had a hunch and, you know, I was right based on, you know, knowing you, I knew what you were to go with for the most part. Um, but yeah, obviously I haven't mentioned to Pimp Butterfly yet. So I'll get into a little bit more when I talk about it, but man, it is just such a great body of work. Obviously it's remaining here in my top two. And I kind of hinted that I'll mention it when I get into it, meaning it's not at my number two spot. My number two spot is Igor by Tyler, the creator. Um, you had a fairly low, I understand your reasoning, but to me, like in the past couple of years, this is the closest thing to a perfect album I've heard. I was obsessed with this album when it came out. I listened to it seven times the first day. Like it was maybe like my favorite album when it dropped. Like the first listen, I was like, this is just crazy. Like it was nothing like anything Tyler had really done before. I guess that's kind of cap because I feel like some of the, you know, instrumental hints were always there. Like you could always see the musical ability of Tyler early on in his career with some of the songs, but then he was also doing some different stuff with the raps. Um, and then it kind of all just came together on Igor. And then he's kind of taken it to another level here on Confuel Lost, mixing the, you know, kind of more melodic, you know, nice instrumentals with the raps on Call Me If You Get Lost. But Igor just, you know, has such a great narrative, has a great sound, very unique. And I just love it. Like to me, it's one of the best albums of all time, one of the classics of our generation. You know, I think a couple, you know, it was like one of the first episodes you said Astro was the last classic to drop. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Now that I've had time to think about it, Confu or excuse me, Igor is definitely a classic that came out after that. There might be more, but Igor is definitely the most recent classic, like off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, Igor to me is just like such a special project. So much love for this album. Definitely. You know, I, I mean, you made some great points there. Um, I can't argue with that at all. You know, like I said, one through, I feel like, you know, I'm getting, getting a little flack here from you for having it at six, but I feel like, like I said, one through six is just, is just razor tight. No, I'm right there with you. And obviously I understand your reasoning. Like I've said multiple times. Um, I also don't consider it a rap album. Like I'm going off what the Grammys said. The Grammys classified this as rap album of the year. And then obviously afterwards, Tyler had his, you know, press conference and they were kind of asking him questions about, you know, winning and all that stuff and he was kind of like urban is a politically correct way to say the n-word he was like they kind of just want to throw people in this category like they want to make any black person a rapper basically like this is not a rap album like this should have been out for pop album of the year or album of the year like to me this is deserving of album of the year like that's what the yeah, level definitely. we're talking about of course with this project but obviously the grammys just you know haven't shown much love to the rap category that was another thing i meant to talk about in the recap like they only showed one category on TV for rap. Like that blew my mind. Like I was ready to sit down and watch the Grammys and like a notification that Tyler won rap album of the year already. And I'm like, that should be on the awards. Yeah. Like that's the biggest rap category. Like I think, you know, performance with and song it, yeah. are cool and all, but like when you're putting together a rap album, like that's what you're working towards. That's a craft, like putting an album, such a special body of work together that deserves to be shown on TV. So yeah, I don't know. It really bothers me that Tyler didn't get that moment on TV. The thing with it too is like rap is the, it's the most popular genre in music currently, you know, not to say of all time or anything, but you know, and like, there's so many rappers like Tyler that are kind of dipping into that um, pop lane even more now. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. 
I, that's what I, that's another I didn't like about the Grammys was you know watching the recording of it the next day is like like you said only the only reason I would let it slide is if they chose not to air a rap album of the year specifically because Tyler won and he couldn't be there that's the only reason I let it slide like because they gave it to Keem who was obviously there in person to give his speech love seeing Keem go up on stage that was awesome um Tyler obviously was not there in person he gave a speech like on his Instagram live um so if like the scheduling they knew there was a conflict and they knew Tyler was going to win and that was the reason they chose not to air it I'm like all right but like I still wish they would have given him that moment in front of all his peers and like that's what I loved when Tyler won for Igor like in his acceptance speech he was like I don't know if I'm ever getting up here again like let me have my minute basically had his mom on stage with him like it was awesome it was such a great moment like I was so excited for him because I thought he was going to get that moment again with Call Me If You Get Lost. Would have been awesome to have him and DJ Drama, you know, whoever else they wanted to bring on stage. Would have been a great moment. So it was kind of like upsetting to not see that moment. I'm sure, you know, Ty was just happy he won, you know, he's whatever, but I would have loved to see it, honestly. And I loved his acceptance speech. You know, he kind of gave a couple of digs at DJ Khaled, you know, talking about, you know, obviously DJ Khaled had his whole little like, weird cryptic video a couple years ago when Igor dropped and then Khaled dropped his album the same week and then Igor went number one he's like uh Khaled says you know I make real music it's called you hear it it's called good music it's called in the barbershop they're listening to it you know whatever not no mysterious music and like it was just so crazy because Tyler's doing like a hundred thousand first week and you're like how is that mysterious music like it might not be like what people are playing at the barbershop but like it's what everybody's listening to in their headphones. Like, I don't know. It's Absolutely. Just so yeah, no, that was a, I was watching a hive mind video this week. I can't remember which one it was, but they talked about DJ Khaled a little bit on there. And they were like, how about you four guys come over record. You guys do all the work and I'll just throw my name on it. And I was like, oh, the yeah. best. It, it's like, I don't know. It's so easy to poke fun at DJ Khaled. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to knock the guy. Like he's obviously had a good career, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I just don't like that he talks about other like Tyler specifically and the way he does. Yeah, no, that oh, that's he, he doesn't even call Tyler out. Like he just kind of like it's subliminal and I don't like that either. Yeah, no, definitely respectable for your guy too. You know, mm. Tyler's one of your top five favorite artists. So got to show tough. your boy some love there, Tyler. I, if you're I, listening, you. we back you. Always, we're on Team Tyler every day. But we've talked about these nine albums enough. Let's move into your. Number one selection for the album that won rap album of the year at the Grammys in the last 10 years. There's not going to be too many other albums that are going to be even close to being ahead of this for, for me personally, you know, I got take care at number one, of course. Um, no skip album for me, the songs, you know, I, at the time that came out, I was into the motto H Y F R, you know, whereas I've transitioned into different tracks, you know, over time that I've liked a lot more, but I mean, this album's, you know, I've grew up with this album. There's not been like a year where I, this album's not, I'm not banging or anything. So I love that I can bang different aspects of it throughout the years and everything. So, I mean, that'd be my explanation for having that there. You know, I got love for this album. Cannot knock that at all. I'm right there with you. Like it's one of those albums that's always going to be in locate or in rotation, like at least part of it like there's a song for every mood basically a song for every occasion every vibe you're on so yeah i definitely think that's a great choice and like the best album drake's ever put out 
definitely good you body know, of work like special so, yeah such a great body of work and you know like it is still like prevalent in so many other people's um you know what they listen to and everything i am on all these music stories for people i've always seen you know a drake track on there here and there especially from take care one of his best his best album not one of my fault facts but i'll move here into my number one choice obviously the only one i haven't mentioned to pimp a butterfly by kendrick lamar I feel like this is just such a great album. Like all the songs on their own are so good, but when you put it together, I mean, it's just such a special album, such like you kind of mentioned the production, like that Neo soul type production was just crazy. Like, I love it to me. Wesley's theory is like one of the best intros of all time. Like it just brings you into this world that Kenny's creating. The music is so good. The raps are so good. Like, and that's just like shows you why Kendrick is, you know, to me, one of the best rappers ever and definitely the best of our generation. So, I mean, it's just crazy to me. It's a great project. I mean, there's so many other great songs. Like, obviously I feel like you have the, you have the hits with all right, you know, King Kunta even, and you have the deep cuts, like how much a dollar cost. I mean, and then I listened to mortal man last night when I was like thinking about ranking. And then I was like, this is number one. Like there's, nothing else that could touch this right now like mortal man to close it the rap verses are crazy and then you get into that little like conversation with tupac and the whole like reason why it's named to pimp a butterfly and you're like man this is crazy it's great so yeah to me it's like as close to a perfect album as you can have definitely such a great project um you know all these albums were great you know they're deserving winners of rap album of the year and I think, you know, you topped it off perfectly. You said it perfectly with Tabimpa Butterfly being right at the top, you know, it was my number two, but not a lot out, you know, it's tough to beat Drake out for me, but like you said, the body of work with this is just phenomenal. Respect. Like, yeah, I got love for Drake, but it's Kendrick. I, you know, I got one funny story about that, actually, <laughs> about the Drake and Kendrick. I was talking about earlier, like the two artists that people are like, you're a big fan of them, Drake and Kendrick or Drake and Chance um when i was in high school we had a thing called project citizen and we had to kind of like take a look at a social issue in the community like specifically in the high school i, no, I think it was just generally in the uh, community but we chose to focus on the high school and they kind of gave some examples like oh you can do this or that like i don't know hopeson's weird because it's not like homelessness like isn't like a big thing like i don't know what really like social issues there are here like it's kind of like its own little bubble so we went with high school graduation rate and so my group we wrote I did actually, I wrote a letter to Obama, like an email, I think. And I got a reply like after the project was due, but he, our teacher still like bumped up our grades. Like that's crazy. Um, and obviously it's like, is it really from Obama or is it like from somebody on his staff? From like, the administration. I mean, either way it was pretty cool. Um, but the way I like ended the email, this was like almost the test to see if it was actually Obama. Mm-hmm. A couple of like months before I sent the email, he was doing an interview and they were talking about Drake versus Kendrick and he was team Kendrick. And at that time I was team Drake. This is after to butterfly too. Like I loved it, but it's one of those albums that's really grown on me like over the years. Um, but I was big on team Drake still. Cause like, you know, that was before views even. So it was like peak Drake, like Drake was just in his bag all the time. So I was team Drake, especially in high school. Like I'm not really like, you know, I'm just like listening to music. I'm not really like, delving into it too much um so anyway i and the end of the email i was like 
obviously I started like, oh, hey, you know, this is what we're doing this is what we're talking about graduation rate. Like, do you have any, you know, what are you doing to help? Anyway, then I ended up, I was like, also, I saw you said Kendrick is better than Drake or Kendrick would beat Drake in a rap battle. I'm team Drake. Like, why are you saying Kendrick? Whatever. In the response, they talked about, you know, high school graduation, all that. They didn't talk about the Kendrick versus Drake. So I was very uh, upset. And that makes me believe that it probably was just somebody on his staff. Like, obviously, you know, who knows if Obama would have done either. But if you would have responded to that part, if it was actually him responding, could have been highly doubt it, but it could have been, I guess, very, very small chance. Um, But then the funny part was like the newspaper interviewed me and my group and my boy Noah, he was like, yeah, he was really mad that he didn't reply to the part about uh, Kendrick versus Drake. And they put that in the paper. They were like, Linares was discouraged that President Obama did not respond. I was like, oh my God, like it was pretty funny. Like I, I love that they put that detail in there now though. Definitely, definitely fitting, of course. And that is a really great story. Moving on to some releases this week, we had a lot of great album releases. Um, you know, it's definitely something I was getting excited. I was excited to get into on Thursday night. Uh, for the albums, we had Vince Staples, Fabio Forum, Sid, Young Lean, Omar Apollo, Coily Ray, Billy Woods, Tom the Mailman, and 42 Doug and SG's collab tape. Let's get into let's get into the albums this week. What were your thoughts? This was a big week. Like leading up to the week, I was obviously I knew about Five Yo Four and I knew about Vince Staples and you know a couple of the others, but I didn't really realize how much music we were getting until Thursday night came around. Obviously, Vince Staples got my first listen. Then I gave Five Yo Four and a little listen. I didn't get through all Five Yo Four, and I'm gonna be honest. And then I listened to some of Young Lean as well. I really want to listen to the Omar Apollo project as well as the Billy Woods and Tom the Mailman projects. I've been hearing a lot of good things about Billy Woods, um, pretty underground. I could absolutely be wrong on this, but I think he's a member of Arm and Hammer, which is a group that is him and Elucid, I think is the other guy's name. That, they had a really good project produced by the Alchemist that came out last year. One of my favorite songs of the year was on there, um, Falling Out of the Sky with Earl Sweatshirt. So I do want to hear that project because both, I don't know which one's which in that group, but they're you know, both pretty solid. But we got to get in this, Vince Staples. You were kind of asking me, you were guessing, you were wanted me to guess what your favorite song on this Vince Staples project was. I've been thinking, I got three. I have a top three personally. All right, yeah. Well, go with your guess first. Your, your number one guess for me, and then I'll tell you. My number one guess for you is Lemonade. It is not. No, that, that was I. I liked all the tracks. You know, we'll get into our thoughts on the album overall. But he's point Mom- prayer. Mama's boy, you got Mama's, Mama's boy. boy. Uh, yeah, I had Mama's boy, and my reasoning for it, you know, uh, this is like any track that mentions Dark Window Tent that just gasses me up <laughs> driving around. Um, if you don't know me or you don't know my car, you know, I got I got the dark tent on there, the five percent limo tent there, so. Yeah, you're I just I that. I love a little good uh I love a good um tent bar and when he said you know I ride around with Ray Charles tent that was that was just a bar and I was like that did it for me that is a bar that's a bar that only Vince will give you um but you know try to guess what my favorite is I have three that are in my favorites right now and we'll see if you get any one of the three this was one of my other favorite tracks on the the project here but my guess for you is wind sparks fly 
That is correct. That's number one. There uh, we go. It's When Sparks Fly, Lemonade, and The Blues. I think those are my top three favorites right now. Obviously, as I give it more listens, I think that could change, but I think When Sparks Fly is just like crazy. I love any song with a good little like vocal sample like that. Great song. So yeah, that's my number one. That I was going to guess it for you, but I didn't want to give it away that it was my choice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I didn't guess it. And I didn't yeah. think this would be your favorite. I thought it could. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's like a total me song. Like, I don't know what makes it a me song, but it's just like, like the vocal sample, the good raps. Like that's one of the things that stood out to me the most was the production. Like, you know, Vince is going to come with just great production. He can work with just about anybody he wants. Obviously got love for DJ Quick on the track dj quick that was awesome kenny beats has production credit on one of the songs later on i forget which one and obviously a lot of other great producers worked on this project but yeah it it just was a great project i don't know where i would put it like in my vin staples ranking i think it's really good i got love for some of these other ones so only time will tell well where it ends up but it's great i'm just enjoying it right now yeah no overall on the project he absolutely killed it um I mean, I think this probably hops right into the front runner for me for my favorite album of the year so far. Um, He absolutely killed it with this. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to be said on this. He absolutely killed it. Yeah, that's what's up. I mean, I didn't know. I was kind of thinking about that. I was, you know, I I don't want to give much away, but I was like, okay, I got a couple that I'm like, those are like close fighting for like my top album of the year so far. I think this is up there with them, so we'll see we'll see how it all shakes out at the end of the year but yeah it was a great project i know Mm -hmm. you got some love for 504 and though so what do you think about the 504 and project i liked it you know it was everything i wanted from a 504 and project you know like you said you had listened to a little bit of it you know i feel like you know with these drill artists you're not going to go through and be able to listen through it you know all the songs at once and everything it's not i the album's not catered towards that um the other day or last night i had a I had a road trip, you know, it's about an hour and a half drive on the way. I think this, you know, perfectly explains it, you know, on the way there, I was listening to Vince Stables on the way back, you know, keep myself up. I was listening to 504. And so, I mean, I like a little hype track on the way back. So that's what I feel like that's that almost backwards. Could... Like I'm trying to get hype on the weather and chill on the way back, but I do understand it was a little bit later at night. You weren't trying to fall asleep. So I get why you went with the hype at the end, but I'm the exact opposite. Yeah, no, like uh, when we left, the other night we had left Bloomington at what it was. We got back at three in the morning or yeah, it was late. Yeah. I, uh, first song I, li- I listened to like a little jerk song. I was like, I gotta, I gotta get, get the, okay, the veins up. pumping and Nick, and Nick got, and it got Nick up and he was like, Oh yeah, this is how we're riding back. I was like, all right. No, that's good. Cause I just like, I made one big playlist. And I just shuffled it on the, on the ride back, but there were definitely some chill vibes on there, especially late. Like I love like some weekends and Frank, like, fires like that's the vibes i'm on late at night um but yeah the hype is definitely a good way to keep yourself up especially if it's like something you know the words to you just vibing like time just flies just a good vibe um but yeah i do like your point about you know drill artists and 5 especially not necessarily being album artists like they're just good songs like it's just a collection of songs almost more than an album uh at least that's how i take that um i, I think that's a fair point because i don't know i feel like the the baby used to get clowned a lot because like he sounds the same on every song mm-hmm. that's kind of how five yo is to me like i like it like most of the time i like it but i'm just like when i was listening to the album it just like was the same thing like over and over kind of felt like to me and i was like oh that's pretty good but it's like 
I don't know how much I'm really going to go back to this. Like when you look at the Vince project, it's like, I don't know, like there's so much more variety with what you're getting. Like you have like the, you know, more mainstream type sound with something like magic. And then you have the deep cuts and it's just a little bit more variation, a little bit more interesting production to me, but uh, the five-year project was solid to me. Definitely. And I think it's, you know, a lot tougher to be a versatile drill art, drill rapper versus just to be a versatile rapper overall. And, um, you know, I think that's what sets artists apart. Like, you know, the Fabio four ends of the world versus the Vince Staples. So that's fair, but obviously we've got a lot of good albums here. I want to give some more of these a listen, but I was also listening to a lot of these singles that dropped. I mean, this wasn't on uh Thursday night, Friday morning, whatever, but push a T featuring Jay-Z. That was Killer. crazy. Yeah. I love that. that. I love that track. I was, you know, kind of shocked to see those two on a track together in 2022 like it, it was cool i was very happy they killed it push a t had some cool flows on it i loved it production was obviously always great you know you're gonna get that with a push a t song another song where you know the production is just coming in right idk taco produced by k Trinata. anybody who knows me knows i'm probably biased for idk now i got the you know no label merch on right now but I think no bias. This song slaps. Like you cannot yeah. deny this. Definitely, song is yeah, a definitely a slapper. Like there's no bias needed for for this track here. I I really liked what he what he did with that one. But yeah, such a great track. IDK was like running different polls, trying to see which song the fans wanted more. It's with Taco and a song called Breathe. I personally voted for Breathe. Like that song was a little bit more like laid back type singing vibes. But Taco goes crazy in its own right. Like both are great. So I was going to be happy to get either one. And I'm sure Breathe is going to be coming soon. So I'm ready for that one to drop. But man, Taco's crazy. I'm going to be enjoying this one for a minute. Definitely. Moving on to some other tracks or some other singles we got from this week. We had one from Lil Baby, one from Jack Harlow. We had one from Bia featuring J. Cole. And then we also had one from Schoolboy Q. Um, you know, to talk on the, we'll get into the Harlow one, of course. Um, but people are calling J. Cole British. They're saying he's a British rapper now. I thought he I thought he killed the feature once again. But uh, what, are your, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I actually love that song. Uh, hearing J. Cole hit that English accent was just great. It, I, I just loved it. Like, I didn't, you know, the only song I know from Bia is Whole Lot of Money. So I didn't know what level she's on, really. So, But to hear her with J. Cole was, like, crazy. They had great charisma on the track. Loved it. Yet, yet another feature j cole is killing yeah i mean you were talking about it drake or not drake j cole being one of the hottest artists out the hottest artist out you said killing everything he touches and i you know i'm right there with you on this track like it was crazy so i think that just kind of adds a little more validity to what you were saying like it's it was great definitely uh to get into the jack harlow track here a little bit he had the second largest opening day ever in terms of streaming it over 10 million streams in the first 24 hours what are your thoughts on that what are your thoughts on the track as well i saw that stat and i was like that was crazy i was trying to find out what number one was i didn't get a clear answer i believe it was the new harry styles track that came out a couple weeks ago or last week or whatever um have not heard that song yet harry styles is you know he's all right though so might have to get that on a listen but i think it was the biggest could absolutely be wrong that because it doesn't i feel like that wasn't get that much hype um maybe it's just not in the you know, circles I'm seeing, but to get in that Jack Harlow song, like I liked it. 
it's obviously so hyped. Like it was one of the songs that you knew was a new numbers because of how much hype there is about it on TikTok and all of our social media. So it's not a surprise to me that it went this big. Like I was looking on Twitter and everybody was kind of like, oh, there's bots. Like it's definitely not this big. Like the trolls on Twitter were going crazy because they were like, there's no reason J- uh, Jack Harlow is doing that big of numbers. But then it was like, you look at the hype that this song had, like every person was excited that I heard that snippet. Um, I was just a little bit confused by this song, honestly. Like when you hear that chorus, you kind of expect like it'd be like a party type like vibe, like it's gonna be like an anthem type vibe, like song in the summer energy. But then he's more kind of laid back with the verses. Obviously, people are gonna go crazy over that. I'm on Angus Cloud Nine bar. Like he knew what he was doing with that one. Um, but I feel like in general, the verses were a little bit like that low energy, but they just weren't the energy I was expecting. Like I think it grew on me. Like at first I was a little bit surprised, but I'm like, oh, that's a good song. Um, definitely a good song. Like I'm very yeah, excited for his project. Um, but I'm just a little bit confused. Like I saw a TikTok and it, it was a DJ and he played it right at midnight in the East Coast when it dropped at like a college bar or something. And people were going crazy, but I'm like, I don't know if I can see that song. Like, obviously it's really cool to be there for the first drop, you know, but I don't know if I can see that being played at like a party. Like the vibe, the I don't know. It's just not the same vibes, but hey, you got the ox got yeah. after all. What do you think? Yeah, no, it, it got played at a party last night and it was hitting that hook. You know, I, I like songs that can do that. You know, the hook, everybody would be going crazy. And then I can just sit back and vibe to the rest of the song by myself. I on Twitter, I was seeing, you know, like you said, a lot of Twitter trolls were talking about it or whatever. And they were saying the verses suck. These verses are trash. I was like, I, I like the verses. I like the song overall. That hook is different. Um, I was telling Mauricio last night, I was like, I was like, Jack's going to blow up off this. He's, you know, I mean, he was already, you know, became a star with like songs like what's popping and Tyler hero. But I feel like those are more catered to, you know, like a, a college guy. I feel like that would be my comparison for that. Whereas this one, you can blow up on TikTok. you know, have this wide range of viewers that can listen to it and everything. And I thought he absolutely killed it. And if this is just what a glimpse of what we're getting into with his album, he's going to have a great project. I, I'm definitely there with you. And I do agree. Like, I think it all depends about like, what the party vibe is. Like, it could probably be played at a party, probably be a good time. Like, the chorus does go crazy. So that obviously gives it a big, you know, leg up. Like, you could listen to that wherever. Um, you know, I kind of want to, you know, not to go crazy on myself here, but I've been on Jack Harlow for a minute. Like, I've been listening to Jack Harlow since like 2017 or 18. Like, I don't know how I found out about Jack Harlow, but I think I just like saw one of his songs or something. Like I was listening to Sundown, Cody Banks, like all those tracks, like early on. And then it was so crazy to see him. Like, like I was like listening to what's popping. Like when the lyrical lemonade video, like dropped, like I was ready. And then to, so to see him like just blow up, I was like, Oh, this is crazy. Like, I love to see it. Like shout out to Jack Harlow. Like you said, like, I think he's ready for that jump and this might be the one to do it. Definitely. I think this is, you know, one of the tracks where it could just blow you up into this superstar. Like he was already, you know, huge off like songs like What's Poppin' and everything, but I think this will be the one to do it. Facts. You know what? I think uh, obviously he's been working with Kanye. If we got like a Kanye feature on this next project or a Drake feature on this next project, like that's, I think, what he needs to like take that jump. Like if he gets a Drake collab, I, I think it's I, a wrap. I would love, like the Drake collab makes so much sense too. You know, it's just, Oh yeah. And like two they were pain, like hanging two out. Two panty dropping guys, you know. You love it. Like, you know, we'll see. 
I love it. I could definitely see it. Like that would be this that has potential for song of the summer. Like a Jack Harlow Drake collab that could go crazy if it's done right. So you know, we'll definitely see. And, and feature Drake ain't nothing to play with. So nah, definitely not. But let's move on here into the next piece of news. Kanye backs out of the Coachella lineup. His spot has been filled by the weekend. Kanye left an $8.6 million payday on the table by backing out here. And that is what the weekend has requested to fill in. That's so much money. Like when I saw that number, it's like, I mean, obviously there's a lot of prep. You have to do a lot of like planning to make the stage good. You got to get right. You got obviously got to have the catalog and the, you know, a reason for them to pay you that much money, but it's like, you're just performing for like, three hour. hours yeah well two, two weekends so like okay, the total yeah. of three hours total, to get yeah. paid that much money it's like oh my god like that is crazy to me that's chump change to kanye though i know it actually is but which is crazy um <laughs> man i don't know this got us talking a little bit though you know going to rolling loud um you know i kind of i'm glad you were right there with me because i was like you know i feel like he has a better relationship with the you know dudes at rolling loud and everything so you know, I'm praying every night that uh, Kanye will be there in Miami. But like I told you, I bought the ticket for Kendrick. I know. I I think Kendrick alone makes the ticket worth it. Um, obviously, a big commitment to go like fly out to Rolling Loud and go. But like, you know, even if Kanye's not there, you get to see so many other good people and you get the trip and like the experience. So it's definitely worth it. I think if you could do it. Um, but yeah, obviously Kanye would be like great to see. Especially something like yeah. that. Like anytime you can see Kanye. Festivals. Yeah. Anytime you can see Kanye, I feel like that is that is a good experience. So yeah, it definitely would be really cool. But yeah, I do think he has a better relationship with the guys at Rolling Loud. Um, I don't know, but they did like Kanye do Sunday service at Coachella. So I feel like they have to have like a okay relationship at least. Um, so we'll see. I mean, obviously nobody knows what's gonna happen besides Kanye, and Kanye probably doesn't even think the same thing as he'll think tomorrow. So we'll see if Rowan Lad happens with Kanye. I'm crossing my fingers for you, though. Definitely. Moving on here, the Summer Smash lineup has dropped. Um, you know, the highlight, highlighted uh, artists here are Post Malone, Playboy Cardi, Young Thug, and Gunna together. Uh, what are your thoughts on the three headliners? I was kind of disappointed. I'm going to be honest. Like, I've loved going to Lyrical Lemonade. I've been there... Oh, maybe only once. I have only gone one time actually, but I enjoyed the festival. I went one of the first years they had it. Um, the first year they had it outside actually. That was such a great lineup. Like you had Trippy Red, Joey Bell. I actually left like right as Trippy Red was starting because it was like a Sunday night, which was really weird. Um, but it was a one day thing. But it was Trippy Red, Joey Badass, Lil Skies, Ski Mask. Like it was a great group of people. Um, and so. I don't know, like they're getting bigger, Lyrical Lemonade is as a company. But I feel like my taste is kind of going a different direction than like what they're catering to, who they're catering to, I guess. Like, I'm not really bumping Pulse Malone like that. I love Playboy Cardi, but I think the crowd that Lyrical Lemonade Summer Smash will draw. It's going to be disgusting. Is not going to be the crowd I want to see yeah. Playboy Cardi with. Um, and I also don't think that crowd is going to appreciate Young Thug and Gunna. Gunna was actually there when I saw him at Summer mm-hmm. Smash last time. Um, but I don't think they'll appreciate Young Thug and Gunna. I don't know. I think kind of the same thing with Wiz. Like, Wiz has a specific fan base, I feel like. And, like, these white kids from the suburbs, like, I think they'll kind of like some stuff. But I think some stuff they'll just kind of be like, 
I don't know. What not, is this? Not yeah, too like, into, yeah. Not a, not a true fan. Um, you know what? I it's not awful. Um, I don't. I def wouldn't buy a ticket, but I've heard from more than one person that Post Malone is garbage live. Like he just gets up there and gets fucking hammered and just like is not enjoyable to watch live. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm not like super big on Post. Would not like go out of my way to see him at a concert. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to rule out going to Lyrical Lemonade Summer Smash. Definitely not three days, but like, you know, if the right lineup is on a one day, like if it is, you know, Cardi and yeah, I don't, I actually don't know like who would have to be like, there's nobody here that I'm like, Oh my God, like I have to see them. Like, I think it'd be cool to see, you know, Rico Nasty, she was fire. It'd be cool to see Ye. It'd be cool to see Snot. I would like to see Lucky actually, uh, Sheck West would be, you know, pretty good. Yeah, there's a couple of people here lower on too. Super Boys, Fire, always. But AG Club also. Sorry, that was the last one I'll give a shout out to. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to see. Like, it'd have to be, you know, a lot of good people in one day. Like, I think I'm going to be, if I'm going to a festival in Chicago this summer, it's going to be Lala. The Lala Palooza lineup was getting trashed on, but I'm pretty happy with it. J. Cole obviously is like a great headliner. So as long as there's like, you know, one or two other people that day, I'm going to be very happy with that. And I'll definitely be going. I'll be there for J. Cole. All right, you heard it here. Second Avenue boys, going to see Jermaine. Moving on here, we have The Weeknd and Mischief collabing on a playable Soul Blade record for out of for the record Out of Time. It was kind of like out there, not something you know I was expecting to wake up to the other day, but it's pretty cool nonetheless. Um, really cool concept. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, Mischief has been just doing some wild stuff over the you know past couple of years. They were obviously the brand that was behind the Lil Nas X Satan. Air Max 97, like they're doing just any concept you have. Like, I think they can just find a way to bring it to life. And obviously I love the creativity behind that. Like, it's crazy that there's a real item out there <laughs> that can be dual purpose as a saw blade. Like it's that thick, that sharp, but it also has a record built into it. Like, you can put on your vinyl, you know, player and listen to out of time. Like maybe that'll be a cop for me. <laughs> I don't know how much it costs. I don't know. I think there's only a cut. Like they're pretty rare. I think obviously like, I don't think it's easy to make these things. So I'm sure it's not going to be cheap. Um, but yeah, I love it as a concept. I think it's really cool. Like if you're a weekend collector, like that would be such a cool piece to have. Like I love the weekend. Like, I don't know how much this costs. Don't think it'd be easy to get, but it would be pretty cool to have. Like also obviously don't have like a saw. So I don't have a record player. I really have no reason to have it besides as a collectible, but I wouldn't be mad to have that. Like it's pretty dope. Definitely. Definitely. It's a cool concept, like you said. So moving on here, a German website leaks that Pusha T's album. It's almost dry is dropping April 22nd. Does that got you pretty hyped for it? Oh yeah. I'm ready. Um, you know, I saw this from our boys, the NFR podcast shot to them you know, for breaking the news, but they just took a screenshot from some, or they probably found it, but there was a screenshot of some German website that posts, you know, albums for purchase. And this album was available with the release date, April 22nd. That's coming up pretty fast. So I'm definitely excited for that. Um, It had the cover of Lana Del Rey with the, you know, white substance. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to get flagged. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I, I love that cover. I think it's pretty dope. And obviously, all the singles we've got from Push have been fire. So 
I'm excited for this one. And it's like I said, coming up real quick. So not too many Fridays left until we're getting it moving on. Obviously an album that we've loved for the last couple of weeks since it's drop has been melt my eyes. See your future by Denzel Curry. This week, we found out the first week sales from it. 15.2 thousand. You know, I was, was pretty, pretty shocked. Yeah. Like that's a pretty shocking number. stuff there. That is very low and, and it's not like Denzel Curry's like, he's not super, he's not an unpopular artist or anything. You know, he's got, you know, some huge tracks out there and everything. So definitely pretty pr- surprising to see. And it's definitely deserving of a lot more uh, listens than that. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was so surprised. Like, like you said, Denzel is not a small artist. And so to see only 15,000, you're kind of like, huh, like why? And it's a great project. It's not like it was a flop. Like the music is great. I'm just not sure why it's doing such low numbers. I actually have the Spotify pulled up here and I was curious what song has the most streams that was not one of the lead singles. And it's actually Melt Session. Yeah, that, that would not have been my my first guess off that. It's really close. It's close between that and Ain't No Way with Black, Rico, Nasty, JD, and Josiah. Uh, as well as X-Wing. Like, all those are really, really close together. Obviously, the songs like Walk In and uh, Zaitochi or whatever with Slow Tie have it beat, but those have been out for, you know, a little bit longer. So it makes sense that they'd be ahead. But I, I kind of get why Melt Session would be the biggest just because it's the first song. So people mm-hmm. would maybe go on the album, then throw it on and give it a listen. But I don't know. Pretty crazy. Like, pretty pretty surprising stuff, like we both said. Um, if you guys got some free time, go give Denzel Curry a listen. He needs it. It's a great project. So if you have, yeah, listened, no, it, I mean, you. it's, it's deserving of a lot of listens of at least 60 K first week. So exactly. And obviously it's not all about numbers, but it's kind of like, this just isn't getting the love it deserves. Like that's my takeaway. It's not like, Oh my God, like it flopped. Like people just got to show it some more love. Like it's a great project and it deserves more love than it's getting right now. Definitely. I agree with that hundred percent. Moving on here to the next piece of news, we have the announcement that Blackstar is dropping an album produced by Madlib. This album's going to come out on May 3rd. Obviously, Blackstar, the group featuring Most Def and Talib Kweli, this is going to be their first project in 24 years for Blackstar. You know, obviously, I this is 24 years. That's how old I am. Like, this album came out so long ago. Like, I'm pretty excited to hear what they've are working on what they they're going to sound like in 2022 like honestly i have not listened to the entire black star record like i need to go back and give it a listen especially before this one drops but i think this is gonna be a great project obviously madlib just you know a legend on the production these two are just such good rappers so i'm very excited for this project what about you what are your thoughts definitely like you said 24 years is a long time you know i've listened to, the, to their one record very sparingly so this will give me another a good reason to go back and you know it's been a theme with like i said Nas with that huge time gap in between not huge time gap in between but you know just where they're making these songs in the 90s and they're coming out with projects in the 2020s so definitely will be good to see what that sounds like definitely but obviously it was a big week for the album releases pretty decent week for the news i think that just about wraps it up though Let's move on to question from the audience. We have one question 
from the audience this week from our boy Devin, of course. Devin, thank you for holding it down. Thank you for giving us these questions. Everybody be like Devin. Hit us on Instagram. Hit us on the comments on YouTube. Leave us with a question. Does not have to be music related. We just want you guys to know a little bit more about us, specifically what you guys want to know. Like we don't want to just be talking. We want you to talk about what you want to know about. For example, Devin asked, what's your favorite movie? Great question, Devin. Thank you. Elijah, kick us off here. What's your favorite movie? So we we have multiple. We both of us have multiple options here. Um, I have a couple, though. I don't have Jonathan has a few. I have a couple. My first one that I'll throw out there is Friday Night Lights. Movie always gets me. I always think they're going to win at the end. I just love that movie. Um, if you know me, you know, I played football throughout high school. So that movie was just so huge then. And just love that movie. Great movie. If you have any going to watch, definitely a must watch. And my second one here, this is one where, you know, I read the book first and I liked the book and everything. Oh. And then, you know, get into the movie. This movie just prevalent in my life all for the past few years, at least. Um, we have The Great Gatsby. Um, such a great movie. I love the film ad- adaptation, the newer version, of course. Um, I believe it came out in 2013. You know, star-studded roster there. Leo killed it. One of my favorite actors, of course. And fuck that bitch, Daisy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fire. Um, you know, you kind of said watch Friday Night Lights. If you haven't, I have not seen it. But you also, I feel like you gave a big spoiler right there. Like you're like, I always think they're gonna win. Like I'm assuming they don't win. Um, <laughs> so uh, is it still worth my time to watch that movie? Yes, it is a phenomenal movie. <laughs> okay. So sorry if he ruined that movie for you as much as he ruined it for me, but you know, we'll see. Um, Moving on here to my favorite movies. I have three. Starting off, I have Big Time Adolescence. I just love this movie. It has the boy Skeet Davidson in it. He's great. Also has, you know, another person that's not so popular in the rap game, MGK, in like a minor role, but they kind of do their thing like, it's kind of just a good story about this kid who he's becomes really good friends with his older sister's ex-boyfriend. And then he kind of gets put in, put in some situations where, you know, he's growing up faster because he's hanging out with these people that are like significantly older than he is. I enjoy, it. I think it's a pretty good movie. It's pretty short, uh, but I like it. Next moonlight. This is like, you know, I feel like a total movie snob movie. Um, you know, I think it's a story that doesn't get a lot of, you know attention in the mainstream like the story of a young gay guy growing up young black gay guy growing up from when he's a kid to his you know early adult years to his older adult years like seeing the development and the you know change in his personality is such a great story that like you don't always see and i think they did a great job of telling it um elijah saw this addition on my list and you know i think he had some feelings so what do you guys say about that big i just I've watched the movie, you know, and I won't say it's a bad movie by any means, but it's like, for me personally, like, there was just not like a plot to follow, you know, it's like nothing, nothing too much is going on. It's kind of like a a fucking biopic or something. It was like, just, but of who, you know, it's just not a strong story to follow for me personally. Well, I think that's kind of cap. I think it's a pretty good story. Obviously, like, it's not you're not following like somebody well-known like it's a <laughs> yeah no yeah. um 
but I think it's really good. Like I need to rewatch it. Like I've only seen it once, honestly, but it was like, well, those movies, like when I saw it the first time, I was like, this is like the best movie I've ever yeah. seen. Like that's I how I felt when I watched it. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I thought the shots were really cool. Like the story was great. Um, so yeah, that's why it gets in there. And then my last pick is super bad. Like, I feel like this is just such a classic comedy movie. Like it is really funny. Like it's, I would say maybe like the most popular comedy movie of the 20 or the 2000s but like deservingly so Definitely. like it's just so funny it's a, just a great movie to throw on and just like chill like i love it yeah that, that is a certified classic there it's got to be right up there with Step Brothers for me for best comedy of the 2000s i i'm right there with you i agree with both of those but we have one more thing to talk about not necessarily a question to the audience but you know we were talking a little bit through instagram dms about this I wanted to make this discussion public though. Um, shout out to our boys in the NFR podcast. Once again, they posted a clip asking what song you would bump on the ox of the three options they gave. You're the ox king of the second Avenue podcast right now. So I want to get your take on it. You know, I'll give mine for anybody who cares, but you know, Elijah's right now holds a little bit more weight. The three options are through the night by Travis Scott, Otis by watch off, watch the throne by Kanye and Jay-Z and the motto by drake and lil wayne if you're on ox what what are you bumping i mean this was easy decision for me i gotta go with the motto of course just such a banger i mean it was a banger in 20 what 2011 it's a banger Mm -hmm. in 2022 um i mean i you know i keep saying keep bringing this line up but what's understood doesn't need to be explained i'm there with you I, i don't think you can really go wrong with any of these three songs um, but to me, it was through the night. Like, I feel like the people love mm-hmm. that song. I also, like, think it depends where you're at and what the vibe is. But, like, through the night, like, everybody loves the song, I feel like, for the most part. Um, my one random story about, like, Travis Scott on the Ox is I was at this, like, it wasn't, like, a party. Like, there wasn't, like, a lot of people. But it was, like, you know, a pregame or something. We were getting ready to go out or whatever. And I was playing Antidote by Travis Scott. And, like, it got, they skipped it. I was, like this is like the most basic Travis Scott song. Like I was trying to cater a little bit to them, to the audience of where we were at. And they were not having it. They wanted to listen to like this, like 2000s pop. And I'm like, Oh, I just felt bad for those people, man. That that's an L there. You I said the motto and you said, you said L to me. I was just thrown off by that. And, uh, but yeah, that skipping antidote for like, a in that situation is an L. Facts. Yeah, I didn't actually mean L. No, you, no, you did. He hit me with the L. I hit you with the L. And I had to ratio. It's not my pick. You, you ratioed me, though. You ratioed me in the Ox battle. Um, <laughs> I also got to give a special shout out to my boy Mitchell. Uh, I was making some emotes on Photoshop for his Twitch stream. Obviously, we did our little collab stream with him. Collabed with Charles Davino coming soon, of course. Um, but was making emotes for Mitchell. And I... I made him like an emote and it was a clown emoji. And then on top, it says L plus Bozo. And like, it's, I think I did a pretty decent job on it. Like, it's pretty funny. Like, I hope people actually use it. Um, so yeah, go show Mitchell some love. Go sub to him and get that L plus Bozo emote because it goes pretty hard. And, you know, I, I spent some blood, sweat, and tears on that emoji. So I need to show love on that. So, I mean, speaking of the Ox, you know, we've, we've had some touchy subjects throughout the episode here in the DMs this week. I think we, we got to run it back this next week. 
what are your thoughts on the second round of ox battles? I was gonna say the same thing to you. I'm with it. I mean, I'll defend my crown, you know. All right, let's do it. We're gonna do best of seven on the ox battles again next week. Let us know on the comments if there's any specific categories you want us to get into. Hit us on Instagram DMs, our personal accounts below on the screen on YouTube. Hit us on Second Avenue Pod. Let us know what categories you want to do. But I think that just about wraps up this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week. I'm here to defend the crown. Let's get it.